Hello, I'm Michael Watson, and this is the Influence Watch podcast. Last week, the Pulitzer Prizes announced that the prize for commentary was awarded to Nicole Hannah-Jones, the architect of the New York Times' highly controversial and factually suspect 1619 Project, a nominally historical exercise to recenter the origins of the United States on the first importation of enslaved Africans to Virginia. Today, I'm joined by my Capital Research Center colleague, Ken Braun, who wrote the Influence Watch profile on the 1619 Project to discuss the project itself, the criticisms of prominent, in some cases Pulitzer Prize-winning, historians of the project, and the goals of the project's institutional supporters. So Ken, let's start with the background. What is the 1619 Project, who's behind it, and what is the project's goal? Uh, the who's behind it, it's a New York Times publication uh, that was produced in August of last year in cooperation with the Pulitzer Center, which is a uh, long-name long Pulitzer Center on crisis reporting, not related to the people who give out the, the famous journalism prize that it has just received. Um, and a number of um, participants, including the, the director, Nicole Hannah-Jones, are affiliate or have won uh, MacArthur Genius Awards uh, that's from the, the that's the John and John and Catherine MacArthur Foundation. MacArthur Foundation, yes, which is in itself a a funder of the Pulitzer Center. Um, the project itself, uh, depending on who you talk to, uh, Ms. Hannah Jones has said in interviews that the point of the project was to make an argument for um, slavery reparations by throwing you know pretty much every every problem and perceived problem in the United States in the modern United States as a legacy of slavery interestingly a uh, one of the editor publishers of the New York Times has said that the the objective of it was to as some form of um uh, response to the 2016 election to expose the Trump administration so you know except except uh, whichever Whichever uh, excuse you like, there was a definite political or uh, you know change the world agenda. Some, some political advocacy. Yeah, exactly. Identified. This was not a historical effort. It was a it was a get get uh, get our agenda across effort. Uh, sure, I, I've seen some Times. now. I've seen some to be a little devil's advocate for a second. I've seen some arguments in favor of the project that it's to counter the sort of what I'm going to call patriotic history that covered up or elided. The historical national sins, the most obvious of which is the uh, is the the institution of slavery. Um, you know, to, to what extent does this project do that, and in what way does it do it? Well, I, and I and I think that, you know to 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 give the devil his due to, uh, to follow your metaphor there. Um, I, I think there is at least one essay in it that that makes some interesting points about uh, the. The current state of uh, American incarceration rates—we uh, lock up more people than anybody on Earth, and and that that deserves s- some sort of analysis. Um, you know, mm. why are we locking up more people than Cuba? Uh, it would have been fascinating if the Pulitzer um, Prize had been awarded for that essay rather than Ms. Hannah Jones's lead essay, which um, is just factually erroneous. In fact, the entire name of the project, the 1619 Project asserts that slavery began in the United States in the year 1619 with the, the um, purchasing of African yeah, the, slaves the, the importation in Jamestown. Of, yes. Right. And in fact, that very premise itself has been blown up by one, of, by, by one prominent historian, um, 
as as just a, not even you know, who has said that it's um, seventy years off from from when the the actual mm -hmm. en enslavement of Africans occurred. That those were actually indentured servants that landed in sixteen nineteen, mm -hmm. and a fair number of them were white Europeans. Um, yeah, the indentured, the, the servants indentured were, servitude uh, was the issue then. Yes, and, and the problem is right. The the whole the whole premise of it of the sixteen nineteen project. Well, one of the premises is that that African slavery racism was just you know infused in the DNA of the of the colonies. Well, that's not true. Indentured servitude certainly was, but that was a a a broad based uh, multiracial problem, and uh, I know they also and was not a permanent slavery. Yeah, I know they also implausibly argued that. In fact, this may have been Hannah Jones herself, implausibly argued that the revolution of 1776 itself was in order to preserve slavery. Yeah, and that and that's been one of the things that's been debunked by an, by um, a number of the the Pulitzer Prize, you know, winning historic. Yeah, I, I, I just find it, you know, very it, it it's pretty you know glaring. When in, in light of that claim, because we do have an example in the United States of a declaration of departure from a continental state uh, for the purposes of preserving the institution of slavery, uh, that mm -hmm. would, of course, be the secession of the southern states in 1860-61. Mm -hmm. uh, they were very upfront about it <laughs> Yeah, all the no, documentation. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Confederates <laughs> you know, you know, themselves um, were arguing that, that, that the, the, the reason we're leaving is because we... This yeah, because is... because because the northern states will not collaborate in the slave power, mm -hmm. we're leaving, you know. And there's very little to suggest, very little to none to suggest that that was the case in 1776. And so to argue 140 some odd years later that all of you know everything from American the the state of American healthcare through capitalism itself is rooted in slavery when. You know the, the the very the the seceding slave states didn't even didn't weren't even willing to concede that is is a pretty pretty uh, bold admission and has been you know exposed and and denounced by a number right, of I think very, this, very prominent this, people that this exposes sort of the problem that whether you're telling a hagiography you know like my fourth grade Virginia public school uh, for my fourth grade Virginia public school textbook in the mid-1990s that was a bit propagandistic about Virginia being on the right side when oftentimes <laughs> it wasn't, uh, or if you're going to tell a demonology, the facts should matter. And the criticisms of the 1619 Project's factual accuracy, they've come from a few surprising places, haven't they? Yeah, the, uh, one, of, one of the most, uh, you know, arresting for those who who expect this to be a, a simple right versus left, red team, blue team discussion, the World Socialist website has done probably the best work, early work anyway, going and finding those those prominent historians. Yeah, they're, they're, and, they're, and hard, they're hard. They're hard. They're hard left. They're Trotskyites. What's their good, What's good. their criticism of it? And where's uh, it they, from? Uh, Well, I mean, they they've. They've interviewed a number of historians who aren't even, you know, necessarily on their side hard communists, but are willing to talk. People like Gordon Wood, James McPherson, Sean Wilentz. I mean, these guys have won Pulitzer prizes and um, or been nominated for them. And yeah, their their discussion is 
I mean, it, you'd have to get into the weeds of, of, you know, communist fights, which can, you know, burn down trees with the, the, uh, the arguments. But what it amounts to basically is that the 1619 Project, in their view, and I think accurately stated, is that it is a, an attempt to make everything about a, a race-based discussion that you, you know, that's the fault line of good versus evil, and, and you can look through everything with the the view of race to determine who's on the right side of something um, in a kind of an identity politics type of agenda. The Trotskyites and the folks at the World Socialist website are real, you know, traditional workers of the world unite kind of commies. Mm-hmm. They see it mm-hmm. all as a class, as a class dispute. There's mm-hmm. the working class and there's the rest of us. The working right. class Ca- the capital, whites, capital, and whatever. capital and labor and seizing the exactly. means of production and that sort of thing. Right, and so if you're having a fight uh, based on identity politics, someone's sexuality, someone's gender, someone's race, that's the important thing to really latch on to. Well, that that creates a fault line that the, the class-based That the capitalists can then exploit. <laughs> right, and they, exactly. So that's their, that's their, I mean, if you're, that's the agenda they come from, the, the sure. World Socialist website. But they, you know, to be fair, they exposed some very important criticisms um, uh, from some pretty important uh, prominent historians to uh, to advance their agenda there and, mm-hmm. and really did us all a favor. Yeah. So then moving on from the project itself and it, and its problems, uh, who other than other than The New York Times and Hannah Jones is behind it and what are they trying to achieve? So um, the MacArthur uh, foundation, um, the John T and Catherine, or John, uh, John T and, and Catherine, Ma- and I'm forgetting this, right. I'm forgetting her <laughs> middle initial. <laughs> right. So the, the MacArthur foundation, uh, MacArthur himself was a, was a pretty, um, you know, right, right of center, good old fashioned capitalist banker who created his foundation to pretty much evade the confiscatory taxes of the era like a lot of mm-hmm. folks did uh, henry ford like like Hen- like the fords like uh... exactly yeah yeah and, and so the modern uh so if you go down the list of uh the people writing and uh, working on this project a number of them have won the so-called macarthur genius grants which are currently six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollar cash awards given to folks that the macarthur foundation deems geniuses. Um, interestingly, their geniuses no longer uh, includes anyone who believes in capitalism or, or you know, uh, anything that isn't a left of center criticism of, um, mm. of, of same. Uh, MacArthur himself probably couldn't have won one of his genius awards right now, which I guess uh, kind of argues that there's something less than genius going on that he, you know, I, I, I guess the lesson is no matter how big of a genius you are, um, don't, you know, you can, you, you got to be careful not to let people do stupid things with your money. <laughs> uh, and then I've also seen that there are cities that are going to use the 1619 Project in schools. A number of folks with the, the aforementioned Pulitzer Center on Crisis reporting, again, not affiliated with the Pulitzer Prize folks, uh, are working, they, they, it's a hundred page spread. There's numerous essays in this thing. And it's important to point out Nicole Hannah Jones lead essay is the one that won the prize. Um, but the whole hundred page 
pullout from the New York Times. Many, many, many copies have been printed and they are distributing them to some very large school districts around the nation. Uh, in a lot of cases, urban districts with a significant African-American student po uh, population. Um, and very, very left-wing left local governments. And, and very left-wing teachers unions as well, we should point out. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, the, uh, the historians like Gordon Wood, McPherson, and, and Woolens uh, actually sent a, a letter to the New York Times, an open letter, kind of begging them to fix these major errors, that some of which we've discussed and some we haven't even gotten to and, and probably don't have time for, saying, you, you, you people need to fix this. If you're going to drop this thing in schools, you're going to be miseducating these these students creating all mm -hmm. sorts of you know problems you're making them dumber than if they just read cartoons all day and uh <laughs> the result from the new york times's publisher was you know it, uh, there was a lot of words but it amounted to just two buzz off they what they refused mm -hmm. to fix any of it so you have what here is i guess now the pulitzer center the pulitzer prize folks the new york times a lot of left-wing teachers unions all collaborating in an effort to horribly miseducate a lot of urban school children who obviously don't need any help on the having their education ruined um, because of the many problems that are that are going on in American yeah, education, not just urban schools, all schools, all public well, schools. Yeah, all throughout. And, and this is uh, this this is a an aggressive effort to to do a an even worse job than than what we'd started with. Which you thought would have been rather difficult. Well, Ken, we are out of time. Thank you for your research and coming on. If you, the listener, would like to learn more about the 1619 Project, go to influencewatch.org and type 1619 Project in the search bar. That's our show for this week. We encourage you to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. We'll see you next week.